Welcome to Aww Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. Yeah! Yeah! And yeah, we're back. Yeah, yeah. We're back. We had a long, pretty long hiatus for us. Long as hell. So long. <laughs> long as hell. Uh, but we're back for season six. Can you believe it? Season six. I really can't. <laughs> uh, I can believe it. We're dedicated. We're I dedicated have a lot to- of, I mean, you, I feel like it's, I, I you know, you keep us on straight and narrow with it and <laughs> i really do appreciate you so much for because it's not something i could sustain on my own i think that it's i just i like talking to you about this stuff so i i want to still do it it's just i you're a very organized person and i just appreciate that and want to say that i appreciate you oh i appreciate you too Kay. i think you saw, <laughs> if you lived with me like my wife beth you would probably really, you probably wouldn't believe I was that organized. <laughs> I mean, you I, you astound me. So she would be like, she would throw me out of this in this scenario in this threes company scenario. Oh wow, we're evicting you. Yeah, I would be out. <laughs> but it is, it's great to be back. Okay, yeah. it's great to see your face. You um, too. I know we are still recording remotely just because you know what this this stupid this stupid pandemic. I know. Dude. There's surges. I have to take care of ourselves, you know, so I wish we could be in person. Hopefully we'll, we'll be at some point. Yeah. Soon, I still don't think I've gotten it. Good for you. I don't think I've got because I got my shots and then I got my booster. And then my friend Rob was saying he got his vaccine and still got COVID from I think from his like kid or whatever going to school. Oh, yeah. And he was like, for the hypochondriacs that I know, if when you get it, you know, because I was like, maybe I got it and I was asymptomatic or like, how could I have dodged it in L.A. this long? Right. Just even just going to the grocery store, like, you know, laundromat or whatever. But I don't think so, man. I don't think so. Hey, I got both vaccinations, booster, and we traveled these this holiday for the first time yeah. for two years. And I am shocked. I am shocked because we rode to the airport with somebody that... For 45 minutes, we were in a car, and as we were getting, we were taking off, we were notified <laughs> that they had been confirmed COVID, COVID no. positive. So we, like, contacted my family. We're was like, it, like, a friend the- who drove you or yes. something? Okay. But then we got tested when we arrived in Utah. <laughs> yeah. We both were negative a couple Just days later. Just the timing of that is nerve-wracking, yes. you know? Nerve-wracking like, is all. Hey. Yeah. I mean, my parents are in, I mean, my family and my parents are in Utah, so the majority of them don't, they don't, they're taking it serious, but also in other states, they don't give a fuck. Like I went to PA for, (laughs) for Christmas to see my mom fit, maybe 50% of the people in the like grocery store were wearing masks. Like people don't give a shit. They're like over it, you know, like it's Yeah, there's plenty of people that are over. There's probably listeners right now that are over us talking about it. I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm fucking over it too. Jess and I are sitting here Googling, like, when is this going to be over? Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? Yeah, whatever. But I think I dodged it so far by some miracle. Good for you. I mean, I have never had a positive test. Even I had like a sinus infection through the holidays and kept getting tested. So I don't. That's the thing, too. It's like now, you know, if you go to the airport, you could get a cold from anybody, too. It's like you don't know. But, I, you know, it's like I'm so paranoid. 
Yeah, I'll probably wear masks on planes from here on out. Just I mean, on a plane for sure, dude. Everyone's just in there farting it up, you know, (laughs) coughing around. Like, I'm happy to wear a mask on there for, you know, a few hours. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. (laughs) But as you can tell, folks, we're definitely back. We're ranting about uh, COVID before we get to the real meat of the the show. Dumb bullshit. (laughs) Hey, it's all it's not all bullshit. Yeah. This podcast is all about. (laughs) But what I think I'm most excited for coming up in this um, season six is first off. We're going to be wrapping up the BPRD Plague of Frogs storyline. Like that whole like encompassing or storyline that umbrellaed a lot of what we've read so far on BPRD. We're getting to the final story, which will be King of Fear, um, which is going to. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be really exciting. I'm to so excited. Of, yeah. And then after that, a sort of BPRD they they take off into other directions. There's much more ahead of us, of course, but they start getting into this thing, which I laugh about is like, it's not only BPRD plus like another like subtitle, like King of Fear. It's like BPRD, Hell on Earth, and then another title. Yeah. <laughs> it's like three titles. Yeah. Which I'll probably make fun of in the future as well. <laughs> it's just, just titles on type of t- title. Title. Titles on titles on titles. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Another thing I'm really excited for is we'll be continuing on with Hellboy um, in his main story arc. I believe um, before we get to um, spoiler for anybody out there, Kate, before we get to the, the, the storyline known as Hellboy in Hell, um, we have two more storylines that we'll be covering this um, season in the Hellboy thread, which is Hellboy the Storm and Hellboy the Fury. Sweet. So right where we left off and all that fantasy stuff. I'm so excited, dude. I'm so excited. Our old pal Hellboy. Yes. <laughs> and then another thing I'm super excited for is just, just tangential. One of the storylines that we get to cover and we already have a guest book for it um, because he's he's a prior guest multiple times on the podcast. He's a big fan of this storyline. So I definitely have booked him pr- before we're even getting to it, but we're very excited to be covering Hellboy in Mexico, and we're going to be joined by Hector Navarro for that, this season. Love Hector. Yeah, he always has great insight. He's one of the biggest nerds, and I like that our podcast sort of got him into reading more Hellboy, and therefore he did discover Hellboy in Mexico and genuinely is a big fan of that storyline. So. Oh, Nice. I'm very I excited. have heard so much about that one from the beginning, basically. I feel like I have heard about that being such a fan favorite, so I'm really excited to jump into it. Yeah. I mean, you did see it portrayed on screen, like adapted. Somewhat, a, yeah. Somewhat. So, But, you know, I also <laughs> saw Wild Hunt portrayed on screen, but it yeah. wasn't, you know. I'm still excited to read the comic book version of Hellboy in, uh, in Mexico, for sure. Yes, me too. It's yeah. It's far better than what you got. I mean, I, we'll have to end up talking about it when we get to there. For again. sure. That 2019 movie just like solidified itself into all conversations now. I know. Hellboy. <laughs> well, just because it's our only point of reference for some of those stories, or at least it was at the time. So I feel like right. once we cover all of the stories, you know, on their own as they were like originally published in comic book form, then yes. we can shut up about the movie. 
Very true. Maybe. Very true. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But great. That's those, those are. Uh, there's so much more in there. We have Abe, more Abe Sabian. We have more Woo! Lobster Johnson. We have more Witchfinder. There's definitely a lot in our season six for this year. But um, those are some of the, the out of. Mm, all of it, some of the ones we're really, really excited about. But before we go on and wrap up this teaser episode, I I do want to give a big shout out to somebody. He is a follower. He's definitely a listener as well. Um, if you don't follow them on Instagram, you should. Their, their handle is sci-fi underscore models underscore and underscore stuff. They're a model maker slash sci-fi enthusiast. Their work is incredible. They do 3D printing and sculpting. Check them out. But the reason I bring them up, Kate, right now is I don't think I told you this, but during our hiatus, we received a gift from sci-fi models in stuff the only reason i said no on this way. is because i wanted to just i wanted to show it to you on mic oh my god um now this gift he sent us is quite incredible there's about he sent us seven of them so there's of course we have two for ourselves and that means that we'll definitely have hey five more to give away to listeners so I'm going to pull one out, one of the boxes. And Unless they're I'll... really cool, then I'm just going to surround myself with six. Yes. I'm going to have them just all over. Yeah, I'm sure they're will. going to be cool. Very this guy greedy. makes such cool stuff. I'm hoping you can see this on your camera, Kate, but I'm going to describe it for everybody. There's a little black box, and I'm actually going to post this probably prior or like maybe leading up to this episode if you haven't. Yeah. So you should be able to look on my, uh, on my, our Instagram feed. It's like and a nice matte box. I'm yeah, it's at. like a little matte. Yeah. You can, you can see it does say Hellboy on the front. It's just very embedded in black. Gorgeous. And it says right hand of doom on it. Hell okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna open this up and reveal to you, <gasps> Kate, what he sent us. And I will get to yours as soon as possible. It, there's a lot of red wrapping, like little like confetti wrapping or um stuffing. But what he has sent us is a series of keychains that Dude. are the right hand of <gasps> doom. That is so cool. I need to come to your house and pick that up from you. <laughs> yes, you oh do. Oh, my God. Thank you. Uh, it's amazing. I, I'm assuming this is either hand. I mean, I should have double checked before um, I uh, got on mic because I was I was DMing him um, today. But I, I think these must be 3D printed. But they're very cool. They're very reminiscent of the, t the movie version. But they're just cool as hell. Like that right hand of doom. That looks incredible. All the like the small detail and oh, the texture it. of it is incredible. Just beautiful. I can't wait to have this keychain. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm gonna be sending this your way as soon as possible. But I, I and also for your listeners, I'll definitely have a picture of the box and as well as the full product that sci-fi again, follow them sci-fi. That's S-C-I-F-I underscore models underscore and underscore stuff. On Instagram, their work is incredible. The Instagram is just cool. Like, well, I mean, you know, buy stuff from his Etsy too, but his Instagram is just fucking awesome too. Like, painted models and all kinds of cool stuff on there. Yeah. So, in addition to just telling you about these and what we received, um, that leads us right into saying that we're we're gonna follow through on a giveaway fundraiser. We may we were gonna do one last season, but it's just life got ahead of us. We weren't able to do it, but we're gonna do one. This season, 
So the, by the time you're listening to this, on our Instagram, you will see details. If, unfortunately, as we're talking, I don't have the details for you of what we're going to do, but I can tell you what you will be having the chance to possibly win in this fundraiser. We're still figuring out the details on how we want to do this because we'll probably have some tiers just so we can give away more than one of these keychains. But the, you have the chance to win a key, these um, Right Hand of Doom keychains. I'm going to be giving away a copy of Mike Mignola's The Quarantine Sketchbook. It's brand new. Which is never awesome. Been open. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have it already, this will be a great way to chance to get it um, by uh, being part of uh, or whatever giveaway fundraiser you see us post about soon <laughs> um we have a, a one other t one or two other t-shirts that i got from uh oh my gosh gigantic from gigantic yeah yes. yeah i have one or two of those to give away um i have some other things there might be some things that i gotta i'm gonna keep some of it secret i don't want to give it all away because okay. i want to post about it, get people all hyped up once yeah. we post the details of the giveaway fundraiser but i do want you all to know listening right now keep an eye out if it hasn't been posted already keep an eye out because you want to definitely try to get one of these keychains in your hands as well as a copy of this quarantine sketchbook and much more that's in store for season six as well a fundraiser giveaway Woo! we'll find a good cause yeah and then we'll tell you, this is my fault. I just supposed to find the, the cause. <laughs> you but just outed we, yourself on Mike. I know. I just don't want them to think it's, you know, I, that you are somehow not as organized as I said you were one second ago. It's, yeah. <laughs> that being said, I want to say to everyone out there, we were luckily, we got to have a hiatus that was like, uh, not, we missed the podcast. We miss hearing from all of you out there, but you guys gave us a good break because we didn't get any emails. So we definitely got to take a long break away yeah. from the show, but we hope to hear from more, more of you in the future. And we just want to remind you that you can send your thoughts about anything we talk, discuss about on the show. Um, any, anything from the, the issues, from the little giveaways any any detail if we we make a lot of mistakes so you can email us about those too <laughs> we never claim to be experts we're just fans but you can email us at ah crap a hellboy podcast at gmail.com that's all you got to do yeah ah crap a hellboy podcast at gmail.com and once we get your emails then we get to do a segment we like to call oh boy email, email. <laughs> <laughs> And in addition to that, if you could please go on to whatever platform allows you, please rate and review us. You can do that on Spotify now. You can like rate stuff on Spotify. Yeah, see, there you go. Subscribe and rate and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to this show. But you know what? That sounds like we're wrapping up, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we have another little segment for you I'm going to call on this. is It's a segment of our Hell to Pay, but I'm just calling it from the world of Hellboy slash Hell to Pay. <laughs> There are a couple of things during our hiatus that we definitely missed that I just wanted to shout out that are definitely out there you can get. We have Sir Edward Gray, Ar um, Archeron, uh, Acheron, Acheron, I believe how you say it. Mm -hmm. That hit the, um, your comic book shops while we were in hiatus. I definitely have a copy of it. Some of these things I have read or I haven't read or partially read just because since we're going chronologically on the show, I'm sort of just collecting yeah, my Hellboy. Yeah, hanging on to it for yeah. a minute. Yeah. Um, especially since I... I'm a regular comic book reader, so I'm reading like all the Donnie Cats, Hulk currently, or nice X Men. Tina Tina Howard, I definitely gave her a shout out last season. She's starting in the Knights of X, so I have a lot of my my reading 
my reading to do. So a lot of this yeah. Hellboy stuff, I sort of, I slid it, some of it I let stack up until Well, you know, gonna... yeah, you know, we'll get to it at some point. Yeah. So, but then there's other ones, Bones of Bones of Giants. Um, I'm so excited. Is, yeah. Which we, we covered, of course, the novel version of it with our friend um, James Mulholland. But they did to um, Mignola and I'm forgetting his name right now. Gold. Golden. I can't think of his first name, but do you know who you are and you know who he is, folks? Um, they adapted their novel into a comic book format for Bones of Giants. I believe it should be wrapped up by now. Christopher Golden. Christopher Golden. Thank yeah. you. I think that that is wrapped up because I have issue number three. There's only four issues. I think by the time this comes up, issue four should be out. I could be stand corrected, but that will be wrapping up. That's one thing I'm going to suggest here right on mic. Kate, if we have time this season and we want to break our own rules, I was thinking that we maybe we jump ahead, get bring back James Mulholland, have him read this adaptation with us and discuss it. Yeah, that sounds cool. We would normally wait, but I feel like we already know this story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It feels like we should maybe hopefully in the, the future of this season cover that with him again. Yeah, that would be fun. Cool. Great. And then in addition to that, we missed, um, which is now currently being released, The Sword of Hyperborea. That's currently, I think, and it's issue, by the time this is released, issue two or three. So that's actively being, that's the new storyline that we're definitely not going to touch until later because there's an Agent Howard, which we have yet to meet. I think, I'm not sure exactly when he um, comes into the BPRD. I know who he is. So we're not going to jump ahead of that one because we don't want to spoil anything for ourselves. Yeah. But those are sort of the things we miss while we're in hiatus. But there's still plenty of coming for your hell to pay um, and things to be excited about when it comes to forms. There's also right now there's been this series called Hellboy, the Silver Lantern Club. I uh, They've been rolling out. They're about an issue three. But their collected edition is coming out this year on July 13th. Those are a series of where Hellboy is just hanging out with like Broom and his little um silver lantern club is sort of like the paranormal club they talk about their adventures and tell hellboy all about them i've read the first issue of it and it was enjoyable yeah Yeah. and then also speaking of bones of giants again that collected edition comes out on july 27th this year the cover for that is very cool yeah sorry i jumped pat that's right the bones um tell them about that cover because it is a very yeah. cool cover. The well, it has mission. him with yeah, it has him with like Thor's hammer, and it's like smoking. And then in the back, like Hellboy, of course, he's like in the foreground on, you know, on like the peak of a frozen mountain. And then in the <laughs> background, we have like all kinds of great like, it's like blue wash, but with like white piercing eyes, like Norwegian gods and cool shit. Yeah, it just looks great. What's up? Beth just came. There's a cat that really gets loud by our window. I can't <laughs> hear it right now, but she came into the room full of a, a giant smile and going, cat. <laughs> so sorry, you were describing that great cover and I got That's distracted. Okay. It sounds like the cat is pretty cool, too. Uh, clearly the cat is going bananas, but because I'm listening to you, Kate, I can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> But see, those are that's part Let of a regular that show. That's a great in. teaser. Hell yeah. My wife will interrupt during recordings. <laughs> <laughs> really distilling the whole show down into one. Yes. But yeah, you're 100% right. That is a killer, killer cover. 
Yeah, it so, looks cool. Um, and in addition to that, the, the Silver Lantern Club cover also is very cool. The colors on that are very cool, like this green glow yeah. coming off a candle. And then it's into this blue flame that you can see a version of Hellboy in the blue flame. Yeah. Um, and it's like an oil. And there's like an oil or like an ink little like bottle next to it. Yeah, the, I guess um, like a little ink ink bottle. And oh, yeah, because I see the quill, the quill or the ink yeah. pen is um, on the ground next to it. Yeah. That's it's awesome. Great covers, really pretty. And and continue with the, those collections that are coming or other issues that are coming this year. They're still going on BPRD 1957. Um, well, that's Hellboy in the BPRD, excuse me, yeah. 1957. The next one is coming on February 2nd for, called Forgotten Lives. They're like one shots in this series. Not like a, uh, I don't know if they're all connected. And then there's the um, Falling Sky Mm -hmm. um, on February 23rd. And I say they're not connected because I have definitely read the first one, I believe. And they're like little more one-off-ish. Cool. Than usual. Yeah. And then in addition to that, we have the one, the last one, or not the last one, but the next one after that in March, I believe. It's called Fearful Symmetry on, um, in the month of March. That's coming. And there I have that cover here for you to look at. It's really cool. has some crazy-looking demon tiger with a... a a skull figure and a in like a clo cloak and a oh, Hellboy yeah. and another agent. I love this agent who's like wearing like tan shorts on the yeah. cover of Beautiful Symmetry. <laughs> it's like, ooh, hope they don't get scraped up by that demon tiger. <laughs> yeah. So there's still so I, I really just want to point out like even though like and I, I I when reading about like what's coming down the the line for Hellboy, it's like every article has to point out that even though the major storylines of Hellboy and BPRD have officially ended, yeah, there's so much still coming out. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he's just not you know he'll do it until he gets really tired of it. Right. I mean, and he just apparently was in semi-retirement and is back again. Yeah. And I think this is the second time that's happened. <laughs> I mean, it must be just like, you must just be like, my hand hurts and I need to rest my brain for a minute. But then it's like, it, you know, he's just been doing it for so long. I, I can't imagine him, do, you know, it must just be fun for him to do. He must just do it as naturally as like any other, you know, any other hobby or something. And might as well share the wealth and show us all what cool shit you're drawing. Yeah, exactly. You know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, they're, they're going to keep coming, even if they're not not including Hellboy, they're going to be from the world of Hellboy, which brings us to this new series that's coming on. And the first issue will be released on April 27th, 2022, day after my birthday. Just have to throw that fun fact in there. This new series is called The British Paranormal Society. Um, this is by Chris, Chris Robertson, Andrea uh, Muddy, and Lee Lothridge. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like it's going to be called Time Out of Mind. Very Another very cool cover. What do you got to say about that one, Kate? Yeah, man. It's like, uh, it's cool, like, um, like super rendered. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a haunted old, like, sepia tone kind of photograph, but in, like, a spooky, scary graveyard <laughs> with, like, almost, like, fingers like a clutching hand uh of like earth rock formations behind them and stuff looks like we got a little bit of a uh, old professor broom in the foreground it's what it looks like to me unless it's just another guy that looks exactly like him yeah and a mysterious lady 
And he's holding a, a tarot card, the magician. Yes. Is that a tarot Ooh. card? It looks I like a tarot card to me. It looks like one to me, too. I don't, I'm not super familiar with like tarot decks and stuff like that. Not that, you know, I think they're, they're very cool and they look very cool. I just don't know. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think they're yeah. cool, but I'm not familiar with them that much yeah. either. But it looks fucking cool as hell. It looks like spooky, very like eerie old photo kind of a thing. We got like faces emerging from like gravestones and exposed skulls and all kinds of cool shit. Yeah, totally. So it's very cool. And that, that cover is by Sebastian Fumara, uh, who's done Abe Sabian I, um, art that I believe we've all also seen in the past. He might have nice. done that first Abe Sabian book um, that we really liked, his first like sort of spinoff. Yeah. I might be mistaking, but I definitely, I believe we've seen his work. Um, but this is what they say about this series that's coming. It says, British Paranormal Society members Simon Broom, Simon, it's not Trevor, by the way, it's his brother. Oh, and, okay, sweet. And Honora Grant arrive at Noxton together, but with separate goals. Honora hopes to uncover information on the town's strange traditions, while Simon is searching for his missing assistant. But their separate investigations lead down the same twisted path that hides a dark secret behind Noxton's innocent facade. Ooh. Ooh. I like how he said, like, or some guy that looks just like Broom. Yeah, it's his fucking brother. Yeah. <laughs> Read the article, dudes. We did it. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's cares. simon okay yeah <laughs> they're probably they were probably already screaming that it was simon before yeah, he even mentioned they what he looked like <laughs> uh but then they continue to say um i think this is what mignol and chris robertson i'm not sure who let me see what it's who's, who's this quote is from but it says i loved the dynamic between the british paranormal society simon broom and honora grant when they appeared in supporting roles in the pages of Witchfinder. and i really wanted to spend more time with the with the characters, said Robertson. When we first started talking about doing an Edwardian-era Edwardian English folk horror story, mm -hmm. it seemed the perfect opportunity to bring the pair of them onto center stage. Andrea Muddy was the first and only artist we had in mind to draw it. Sweet. So, yeah. Again, that's April 27th. So, forever expanding in the Hellboy universe. <laughs> So, yeah, those are definitely there's a lot to look forward to still. Um, we probably will not be covering most of this for quite a while, but yeah, it doesn't matter. We're going chronologically and we're sticking to it <laughs> unless we break it for Bones of Giants, as we already mentioned. <laughs> but, well, that's uh, uh, then we'll just be dipping back like it's you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess exactly. the publication date. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, that's right. a gray area to me. It's always gray. We we can make the choice. We can always break it anytime <laughs> we want. Yeah. I mean, speaking to that, folks, you're probably used to us um, when we do cover storylines. We typically have a structure where we, we cover a storyline over probably about one to two issues, depending on how many issues a storyline is. So, for example, if a storyline typically in the past had five issues, we'd probably cover uh, issue one and two in an episode, three, four in an, another episode, and then we'd end the final episode on five. We're going to sort of change that up after the after we cover BPRD's King of Fear. Most storylines from there on forward, we're going to try to try to cover our discussion in a single episode. This is just because 
Once looking at what's coming down the pipeline, there's so much to cover when it comes to BPRD and the expanding Hellboy universe after his storyline sort of wraps up and moves into Hellboy and Hell and so forth. So we just sort of wanted to make it easier for our listeners, easier for our lives, easier for our, our I'm going to say wives, even though you're not married, Kate. <laughs> I but. say it all the time. <laughs> just like my wife. Yeah. Um, that's just a heads up that like you're going to probably see a couple of episodes that follow our old format, but then we're going to probably quickly change and sort of try our best to consolidate a single storyline into one episode mm-hmm. and keep things moving. But so, and hopefully that will make it so you guys can be also out there, feel more encouraged to uh, send your emails in because we can get to them quicker rather than yeah. having to wade through a whole, maybe three episodes for a storyline. You can send your thoughts in before we cover it. Just maybe cause we'll, We'll, we'll tell you. We'll keep you updated on what's coming next as well. Yeah. It's so. going to be some sweet, distilled comic book action. <laughs> Focused like a laser into one episode. Yeah, Concise. See? Concise. <laughs> we'll see. Well, hopefully we'll get better at this. Yeah. <laughs> it only took us six seasons to do. <laughs> We're good. We're great. I think so. You know we are. <laughs> great. Well, our next segment I, segment I have is sort of off topic of our normal just, you know, uh, talking just Hellboy and uh, Mike Mignola universes. This is our segment just about, hey, what have we seen? Is there anything, Kate, maybe inspired about what we're talking about? Inspired about being back on the podcast for our season six? Is there anything you'd like to suggest for our listeners to read, watch, or enjoy? I'm really thinking of Titan. I just watched that movie today, so it's Ooh. like fresh in my mind. You know, it's a weird one. If anybody, if any listener has actually seen it and wants to like kind of explain what happens in this movie to me, <laughs> I, you know, because I like enjoyed it, it looks very nice, but it's like, I, I don't know, the, the impression it left on me. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm like baffled. Like, I don't know what I quite just watched. I've only heard it's on my watch list. Yeah. Um, especially from last year. I wasn't able to see it when it came to theaters or, and I don't think it's streaming anywhere. I don't have anywhere to rent it. Yeah. I had to rent it on Redbox. I got oh, it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Great. Well, awesome. I mean, it's the rentals only is pretty cheap too, if I wanted to. So maybe I'll have to go out of my way to make sure. It I was like cool. And it definitely makes me want to like talk about it. I just like, I've heard that the director has said, can I give you like a generic theme? Will that be? Yes. Will that, go for okay. It. That like gender is kind of a big theme that she's exploring in the movie. I guess I sort of get that, but I, I, I don't know. I feel too stupid or something. I feel like I didn't get what this movie was trying to say. You know, I just feel a little like perplexed at the end of it. Maybe I just have to let it sink in. But yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking about. I love that. Great. Yeah. Killer. Oh, and then that that badass, Um, like if you guys have Shudder, uh, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, a history of folk horror. It's like Ooh. three hours long and it just like. Like, have a pen and paper with you because you're going to want to write down all the, like, movies that you, you know, or, like, your letterboxed watch list open or something because it's, like, there's a lot of cool movies that I was, like, oh, okay. I basically have a full watch list of just movies that I've never seen from this documentary about folk horror. It was it was really cool. Great. Yeah. I love it. It's And it's very relevant to the shit that we're talking about here. That's fantastic. Yeah. What about you? 
I'm not going to talk about movies just yet because I'll probably waste a little bit of time on that. The, the things I was going to suggest um, are two nonfiction books. Um, one I'm currently reading, one I did read um, some like right before the holidays I finished. Nice. Um, it's Talib Kweli, the rapper. He wrote a memoir called Vibrate Higher. Oh, a cool. Rap, a rap story. I just think it was a good memoir just to see sort of like his point of view, his journey into that world, like his journey of becoming, you know, like a successful artist as well as like, you know, it, 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 he just has a lot of good input into nice. the world and stuff. And, you know, uh, it's I wouldn't call it like the greatest memoir of all time, but I think it's a solid good easy read of a memoir looks like and the audiobook is on overdrive which Ooh, I didn't know I, he, he did specifically that. for like i have a i, I started fucking um uh seth rogan's book because he like I, I feel like i love when people do their own audiobook it Me makes too. It, i love that so yeah i just looked it up and found that one real quick I, so i'll definitely check it oh, out Oh, that's you should definitely check that out everybody should i i would do the same thing i will not listen to a memoir unless it's the reader talking I d- that I makes just, sense. I won't. I'll dr- I'd rather read it if it's not. For sure. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is a movie. This is a very sort of a serious topic, I guess. But uh, this book is called We Do This Tell We-, we Free Us. We Do This Tell We Free Us by Miriam Kava. It's abolitionists organizing and transforming justice. Now, I'm not trying my I'm not trying my hardest to be like an actual abolitionist organizer um, just because I think there's other people in this world that do better at that but I do think this book is currently educating me a lot like, like prison abolition yes it's, cool. it's very much informative I'm really like a great little it's like it's like a it's a book but it's based like a bunch of different her, of her pieces that she's nice. priorly compiled and it's just great thoughts on that on prison um i wouldn't even call it i guess it's abolition rather than reform because it's about just eventually yeah just about transforming yeah exactly transforming justice so those are the things that are sort of prison system is fucking broken and i think should be abolished i think that that sounds great to add to that, her argument is it's not broken. It's actually doing exactly what it's supposed to. That's why. That's true. Yeah. If we yeah. keep saying it's broken, people keep. If you say it's broken, that just gives people to keep going. We need to the reform to it and, and fix reform it. it. Versus totally. saying that makes it's, sense. We need to fucking pull it up from the roots and get rid of it. <laughs> That's my. Ooh, only. Thanks, I Dave. It. I thought that was a little mansplaining, but no, I just no, was trying to reiterate what her message is. You read the book, and I, I, and the language that people use about it is very important. So yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. So it's great stuff. I think that stuff is important outside of just. I love talking about comic books, and I forever will talk about them. But yeah, you got to infuse a little bit of our real world into these conversations. I think that's Which, yeah. I think it's very relevant and. Uh, yeah, especially it's like funny are like, you know, BPRD, they're basically like a section of the government, like a secret yes section of the government. So it's like it's just interesting to, you know, to think yeah. about that and, igno- you know. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. It'll be like it's interesting to think like if they were now right now, would I would I back them up? <laughs> I'd have to see, like, <laughs> or we all be, would I be like, yeah. I guess if we were getting attacked by, like, frog creatures, like, objectively bad yeah, frog objectively creatures. Yeah, objectively differently, yeah. Than yeah. Just, we're not just putting those 
those frogs in jail. And there's a little more nuance to the real world than, you know. Yes. 100%. Frog monsters. Yeah. Not, I don't think we're going to be saying every BPRD agent's a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. So Sorry. before we move away from this segment, I'm going to do something really silly and dumb. Uh, I'm going to read you my top 10 list of last year. Oh, movies. great. You're no, gonna re- I love this. You're going to react as honestly as you want. Okay. This has Are you starting to do at 10, going to 1? Yeah, I'm going to go 10 okay. to 1. I'll, I'll quickly read off. You don't have to respond to these ones. This is just to put it out in the world. I'll absorb my, it. My honorable must mentions. This is just mm-hmm. my honorable must mentions. Eternals, Zola, Black Widow, Belfast, The Green Knight. So they're not okay. on my top 10, but they got to be mentioned. Okay. Here's the ones t- you enjoyed. Yes. And is there, this is a favorites list. This is not a best of. Like, you yeah, could, there's you could. This isn't an order of like, oh, this movie's better than the other. It's just my favorite. Okay, top ten. Here we go. You, you, you I'm just ready for your response. To this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> top number ten. West Side Story. I've heard it's great. I'm really excited to watch it. I haven't seen it yet, but I I do like the original a lot. So, but a friend of mine who's like super into musicals was like. Go see it in theaters. It's really fucking awesome. So yeah, surprisingly, cool. I'm saw glad it to twice. hear you. you la- oh shit! Okay, so I, was my parents. I have to go watch it. It's it's gorgeous. It's amazing. Okay, yeah, cool. Number nine, the card counter. Didn't watch that movie, <laughs> Dave. Wait, what's the card counter? I don't even know. What it's the a fuck Paul of- Schrader. It's a Paul Schrader movie starring Oscar Isaac. Okay, cool. Tiffany Haddish is in it. She's sort of a bad actress in it, but I still like the movie. Oh no, <laughs> she! I love her so much, though. But I don't think she's as bad as like. I, I don't, she doesn't. She's not like terrible. She's just like she's just she's she's in a place where you're normally not used to seeing her, like a serious role. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And she's not like she's not like failing, but she's not like standing out is all. I liked her in Bad Trip. I guess that's the thing. It's like tough to go from doing a straight up comedy maybe sometimes, especially if everyone like just associates you with that. Yeah. Bad Trip. She's super funny when she's in that cop car with no, no uh, door. Very funny. Yeah. Oh, card counters already on my watch list. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) keep going. (laughs) Number eight, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Huge fan. I uh, listened to the the audio commentary of the director and uh, I think the writer. Yeah, the, oh, one cool. of the writers today just while working. Great. Here we go. Number seven. This is a controversial one because people think it's a last year's, the year before his movie due to it was in the Oscars, but it was actually a 2021 release. Mm. Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, really? That I didn't realize that was uh, a, from this last year. I mean, it was... An amazing movie. Yes. Truly like five star movie. Yeah. I had to put it on there because it didn't make it in because it came out technically, even though it was the Oscars of this last year, 2021, it was actually a 2021 release. Blah, blah, blah. Number six is the um, Japanese movie Drive My Car. Great movie. Drive My Car. Have you heard of it, Kate? Uh, it's also on my watch list and Great. I don't remember putting it on there. I know there's going to at least be one in here I'm going to get a big reaction from. That's all okay. I'm doing this for is re- your reactions. This <laughs> looks cool. Maybe I was thinking of, because, you know, our, you know, you know Zed Cutsinger. Yes, he, yes, yes. He gave it five stars on Letterboxd and I was like, ooh, I, you know, 
he watches like fucking five movies a day or whatever. I don't know how he does it. I know. I truly don't know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I definitely want to check this out. It's made both of your lists. Cool. It's a great movie. Probably the, if I had to pick a best, that might be up there as contender for the best movie of that. Like, Hell yeah. That year. Great. Number five. Is Where did, wait, did you see that in theater? Sorry. Yes, I did. Is it still in the, uh, uh, anyway, That I don't I'll, know. I'll I watched. Shit. I yeah, had to sorry. see it in the theater because it's a long movie and I needed to be able to focus and for sure attention. Yeah. Great. Number five is The Souvenir Part Two. You feel like you're so much smarter than me right I'm not now. smarter. I'm just pretentious. Souvenir Part Two? <laughs> yes. Souvenir Part Two. Never even see, watched Part One. You got to watch Part One with Two because Two is pretty much in response to One and... And, and and also a dissection of one in a weird way. You have to see both. But, when did okay. the souvenir come out? Like forever ago? Two, 2019, I believe. 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. All so right. then popping them on the old listy dues. Cool. Number four. Number four, Dune. Dune. I liked Dune, although I <laughs> I'll tell you a little bit about Dune. Did I did I already talk to you about this? No, we haven't talked about Dune. I okay. knew I was gonna get at least this one to get some talking out of here. <laughs> okay, so I, I did see it in, in theaters and at home. Like I, I watched it at first at home and I was like, oh, there's a lot of cool stuff here. I had never seen uh Lynch's full movie, nor have I ever read it or anything like that. For sure. So I go in pretty much like I've seen clips of Lynch's movie prior to that and have since seen the full movie after watching Dune, uh, the uh, one from last year. OK, so when I first watched it, I was like, OK, sweet. Here's how I think part two is going to go. I think that the Ben and Jesuit like read their tea leaves wrong and they've been trying to uh, concoct a child for all these years. and that you know it's like a boy so they're like oh he's like feels very much like the chosen one but he's a boy so maybe not so i was like oh, okay so it's gonna be like chani it's gonna be zendaya is gonna be the real chosen one and she'll lead her own people to freedom and that'll be fucking sweet and then i watched david lynch's movie and i was like oh it's just straight up paul and that kind of bummed me out i was like okay so he's like an elected or not not elected he's a he's like a monarch from a different planet uh with like an anglo name who comes into this place that's like uh the middle east planet where they have opium slash oil uh sand and uh like he's the savior of, you know, like the literal like white savior of this people. I was like, this is all like a, rubbing me a little the wrong way. And it was a beautiful movie. I thought it looked really cool. I thought the fucking soldier planet where they were like anointing the people with blood. Ooh, like yeah. the, yeah. Sardukar. Like the, yeah. I was like, that's fucking awesome. They're like doing like cool singing for it and stuff. They're, like there was a lot of cool visual shit. Although I did think it was a little sparse kind of in the newer movie like there was kind of not a ton of like i feel like there could have been more detail in the like palace that they move into on uh dune but then i read more about the guy the author and he was like a republican in a way that was like he like helped get republicans elected he was like involved in the party and was kind of just a 
kind of a nut job. Like he was like, and 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 it's all started to make sense to me how like it shook out how like Paul and like Jessica and these people with like white European sounding names become the heroes of like uh, of this story and stuff like that. I was like, oh, okay, this kind of like. It's kind of starting to make sense. And then, yeah, there's just like some weird shit about Dune that that put me off a little bit. But I thought as a movie, it was I was like, oh, this is neat. Well, I can't. I mean, I'm, we're talking about it. We're sitting here talking about yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. it definitely like I don't there's dis- cool shit about it for sure. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I think there's a um, I don't want to come off like an asshole. Um, I don't think you're you're not going to be an asshole. If because. You just have- I think that's like what it. I like about what I like about Dune is it's it's I don't think he's trying to present a world where this kid is a proper actual super savior. Um but you have to get past book 1 to sort of discover that. Yeah. It's it is more about fucked up like oppression. Like power and like the yeah. use of power. And have you read all of them or there's like five I've or something four, isn't there four out of six have you read about paul's son yeah paul's son's awesome yeah it's crazy Lita the second yeah. yeah i was reading shit about that character i was like this is fucking nuts like this is great i'll tell you everything it's great okay okay yes okay great well I'll, I'll save that for off podcast i think all your thoughts are not wrong at all um, that, that that was it was just something think, that was like a little sour to me also like a blue-eyed uh noble savage kind of a trope that also was kind of weird like just in a, the current like you know whatever in the current world it's like i i, I don't know just like some like, shit that I, was I can sticking that out to me in a way that I, was like yeah. something's up i with think this i mean author I, I could or, i could say this it's not they're not necessarily have it's not even their I would only argue that it's not like the blue eye, like us, like they're actual iris. Yeah, they're like glowing. They're glowing, like, like it's because they're, like they're all addicted to that Gatorade spice. blue. Yes. You know, they're like, <laughs> yeah. They're juiced um, up from spice. But yeah, I, the only thing is, I think the book is actually talking about like true oppression. Like, I don't think it's trying to hide oppressive acts and make him a white savior. I think it's truly being, it's not hiding the fact that like, no, this was a. Like he continues to fuck up, right? Like he kind of rules with this like violence or something. Or he's supposed to and then he doesn't do it and his son does. Yes. Um, Whereas I think things that liked that idea but didn't want to go where Herbert was going with it. Yeah. Created things like Star Wars where it is actually, oh, he is a hero. You know what I mean? He's born. Right. Whereas this is saying that. He was created. Well, he's not even born. He's like, he's, he's like the product cre- of like human. Yes. Another thing like human breeding to make the perfect person. Like, you know, there's a lot of weird shit in it where I'm like, yes. oh man, this See, movie is weird to me. I, I like that because instead of presenting it at, like those are the things. Like I it's think, not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. I don't think the in end the of content. it's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like I, yeah, I could go into deeper. Like, like, you I think don't that's, like breeding programs dave yeah i <laughs> yeah i i think sometimes a, a writer like that i don't know his affiliation with the republicans fuck him if he herbert's a weird he definitely is a weirdo it's kind of a weird guy if you'll google him but but i do think danny the film director 
Yeah. I think he'd rather tell you a story through those means of like, hey, I'm going to show you the dark side by walking you through it rather than trying to like, look, these people are evil and they're going to get- Like not glorifying it or anything. Yeah. Yes. I thought one it was of my fav- very visually cool. And the the language, I thought the use of like different languages and like hand signals and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. Ooh, I love it. The voice. Ooh, I love it. The, the voice, voice is really cool. Like all of that stuff was fucking pretty sick. I'll have to talk to you about more of it off mic just so yeah. we don't waste all night on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, so- this episode. <laughs> no, it's great. I loved I knew you were gonna have thoughts on it and I wanted I'm to I'm sorry them all. to be like such a wet blanket about dude. You, you know I, what? I, but actually, I really did have. I actually those don't think you're a wet blanket. Okay. I have other people that are more are actually a wet blanket than you. I think you're okay, actually good. you're 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 thinking damp, about it damp critically blanket. and yeah. constructively. Because I did really like ele- like elements of it, and seeing it in theaters was very cool. It did look really awesome, and like, yeah, I, I thought that the um, Baron was really scary in it like very like noxious poisonous looking and and in the lynch movie it's he's so cartoony oh that's the other thing too he his like the bad guys are like homosexual like uh uh, socialists or something it's like it's like weird it's like it's weird it's weird i mean they're like straight up pedophiles and there's like pedophilia in the book and at least hinted at denny decided to pull back on that um, yeah, there's choices I thought that from the made. Baron or from like other oh, Baron. characters. Oh Baron. yeah, Baron's yeah. A, I mean, in, in the Lynch movie, horrible. he's just like, oh yeah, my nephew's a hottie, and like you know, it's like <laughs> he's sort of silly. that way in the book. But I yeah. like th- the changes that Denny made. I think were were great changes. Um, yeah, cool. Number three, come on, come on, the Mike Mills movie, uh, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Great movie. So oh, truly, boy. truly one of my favorites of the year. Okay. I feel like all I fucking do is watch movies and I <laughs> still have only seen like half of your list. Who cares? Come on. Okay. Come on. I'm going to let you. Can you guess? Can you guess my number two and number one slot? What do you think? Well, you already said superhero movies. Unless uh, Spider-Man made it up there. You are right. Number two. No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home. Number two. I had I've a seen lot that movie of fun. three times. Dude. Okay. <laughs> I, I wanted to see it in the theaters. And when I went home to uh, to like PA, I was hanging with my sister and she was like, oh, I want to see it too. I was like, great. Um, have you seen the other one? She was like, no, I haven't seen Spider-Man or Endgame. And I was like, okay, we got a lot of movie watching to do. <laughs> we fucking watched Two Spider-Mans and Endgame all in the same day while we were uh, hanging out for like the Christmas break. And then our like my like childhood theater was showing it uh, a regal theater was showing it in 4DX. And I was like, what the fuck is 4DX? Moving chairs, (laughs) moving chairs, smell a vision, uh, wet stuff getting blasted at you, cold air getting blasted at you when it was like frozen. But the the chairs moved to a degree. Dave, I thought we were going to be in like rumble seats. I was like, there's no way that Regal did anything that's not janky. But it was like a fucking, it was like a Universal Studios ride. I was like, we are getting launched around. We saw like a late-ish show. Andrea was like, I hope I don't fall asleep. We're getting fucking like, as Spider-Man is like thwipping through the city, we are getting rocked, dude. 
It was like three seats in a section of like chairs on like hydraulics that are like ripping us around. There's fucking fog machines. I was like, this is insane. It was such a fun way to watch the movie, though. I was like, I don't know how they show anything other than a Marvel movie. Like I kept thinking like I was trying to think of like watching a classic movie, you know, watching like fucking Streetcar Named Desire or some shit <laughs> with like, you know, wow, yeah. like moving around on this fucking chair. I was like, what else do they do with this theater when they don't have a Marvel movie? Like, it's fucking crazy. Oh, that's amazing. It was so cool, though. It was very cool. And then I just liked it as a movie. I was like, it just felt so nice to see, you know, Spoiler alert, you guys just fucking skip Spoiler it. Spoiler alert, spip if you got it. Just to. stop listening at this point. But yeah, to see all three of them together was so fun. And then I thought um Andrew Garfield it Killed was just it. so cute. Killed it. He's and they give him all these funny lines. I was like, thank God they gave him a bunch of funny lines. That's so he's great. He's so funny in the whole thing. My yeah. favorite line that makes me laugh every time is when he's when they're like numbering the when they're finally like they realize they can't work together, so they have to like. Yeah. And they're all like, "You're Spider-Man number one, dude." He's like, "Yeah, oh, Spider-Man number three. Like, <laughs> yeah, the way yeah. he says it's so. They funny. gave him so many good lines. Although the the fucking thing I got spoiled for was I was so fucking mad that he manages to catch um, MJ. How'd you get spoiled that detail? Somebody on Instagram drew a picture of him as a in like a cartoony version of him holding Zendaya. With like a tear, and I knew exactly what it was as soon as I saw it. I was that like, that "Man, so good. fuck you!" I was like so mad that that got spoiled for me. But, but that moment, what is so still good. a great moment. Yeah, it, it was just a great moment. It did choke me up in the theater. I was like, "Oh, oh, I cried." And it made me so want to go back and watch. I haven't seen his versions in a long time. They're trash. They're trash. They're bad. They're bad. <laughs> I got them for free when I was wor- somebody who worked at Sony was like a client of mine back in the day. And he was like, do you want Blu-rays from Sony? I was like, hell yeah, I want free Blu-rays. And it was like all the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, But yeah, I had a great, I I, I think I agree with you. It It was just so fun. I know like Marvel movies, I, is there any truth to this, Dave? I've read that this, like the government has to like approve of Marvel scripts. Have you heard anything about this? I have not heard of that. Like the fucking CIA approves of them or something. Like they're like, somebody basically was like trying to rip on all Marvel movies saying like, oh, they're like pure um, propaganda basically. And I was like, I don't know if all, like, I, I they don't all feel like that to I, I, me. Well, I, I could see, I, I don't know the degree, but I bet you if they ever use the military in them, I bet you the military. They might have ha- to get the. I bet the military yeah. just has to sign off. Right. But that, but that to, to what degree that is, I don't know because that's like the same thing of like you know you can listen to like interviews how they're like we wanted to get this song or we wanted to get this product, right. and sometimes like a director will be like I want this product because I think it'll be funny, but yeah. sometimes the product just won't sign off. They'll be right. like I don't want to. We don't want to be associated with this or right you know with whoever's mean? whole yeah. So. There's a Doc Ock wants to eat Cheetos and they can't. Right. Exactly. And to me, I just don't know what degree people. I just want to, you know, I just wanted to know if you had even heard of it because I was like, I I had just reading some rambling on, you know, I thought it was just some guy on Instagram just fucking talking. So there's so many people that ramble about it because I think it's interesting that the MCU for how 
I'll go to bat to it to a degree, but I also won't defend it if people are like, it doesn't work for me. And here's why I'll be like, sure. But like, yeah, some of it just seems crazy. I think that there's plenty of merit to the movies. And they're like, like, like even just watching No Way Home, I was like, and you know, OK, like it is, I guess it's guilty to a degree of like. That whole thing of like, this movie is just nostalgia to make you be like, I remember that. But I was like, this is a cool way to what other franchise could do this where you have these three distinct franchise movies and like nobody. It's just such a weird, crazy thing of this like cinematic universe. And the fact that they did it, I was like, that's kind of awesome to acknowledge it and feels so comic booky like it feels like something that would happen in a spider-man comic that's like fucking bonkers and like you're seeing like different versions of spider-man that shit happens all the time yeah that happens literally they the spider like clone sagas and shit yeah the clone like yeah like you know so i was like this feels so comic booky in a way that i really love um yeah yeah i i'm with you 100 percent, and i i would defend this movie in a heartbeat because it it took those things that should go bad like like it's like fan service done in the best way because the fan service that's in it which primarily is just bringing back characters from these other prop like ver- versions yeah but they're not just bringing them back and like saying they're here they're using them to the best degree possible. Yeah. They're, they're there to, they were there, but they're also serving the, the, mo, the major story. Yeah. So I agree. There's a version of it. That's like, Oh, they just showed up for a cameo or they're there just to like show up briefly to fight. Right. It felt but, more, it felt more fulfilling than just a cameo. It was like, they're incorporated into the story in a way that is satisfying and, uh, just fucking funny and cool. Yeah. I loved I, yeah, I love that. I love it so much. Yeah. That's why I think it was like first time that a Marvel movie in a long time or at least in a long time has hit my top three. I got to listen was, to the Brothers Hines talking about this movie. I oh, just yeah. realized. I, I listened to them. They liked it. They liked it okay, a lot. Okay, good. Good. Okay. I got to listen to it. Yeah. I, I, I could talk about that movie for the longer, but we, can, we don't <laughs> yeah. have all time. We, have, yeah. we still have a, like at least one more segment. Oh, uh, yeah. My speaking of Andrew Garfield, who I absolutely loved in that movie. Yeah. My number one movie of this year started. Oh, the Andrew. Tick Tick Boom then. I fucking love Tick Tick Boom. Yeah. I I um I mean I figured with like Beth too. Beth had her own rent podcast. <laughs> you know, it's like you're gonna love this movie. I, I didn't know very much about him as a person. I didn't um, either. Yeah, I I yeah, I agree. I thought it was cool. I think like, you know, a lot of people shit on Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think he's a great person to have directed this story because like Jess was saying, he's ba- this is basically his experience too, where he's like a struggling writer, playwright in New York and like kind of going through a lot of probably similar things or, you know. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. I know this because of Beth most likely and because I sat on every podcast episode <laughs> of hers because right, I engineered talking. it for her. Yeah. <laughs> but and then I got into In the Heights and so forth. But tick, um, Lin-Manuel literally is just like the continuation of Jonathan Larson. Like In the Heights. Oh, cool. If you watch In the Heights and you compare it to Rent, In the Heights is just his Rent. 
That's yeah, what his it like is. version from his neighborhood. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just you can tell that he was so inspired. And Jonathan Larson really was the turning point. I, I mean, I'm not a scholar. My my wife knows more. Tons of people know more. Listen <laughs> that's to her truly po- would listen could to her qualify podcast. as a scholar for this. Yeah. Yeah. Like he though was like if you listen to the sound of Rent and Tick, Tick, Boom, like he was that pivot point where musical t- took that turn and let other like rock. And yeah, eventually Hamilton got rap in there a little bit there, but it's like, if, if he didn't do it first, we wouldn't have even gotten to the Hamilton. You know what I mean? Right. Like incorporating more like pop music. Yes. Letting that get in musical. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't know. Tick, tick, boom. I think Lin-Manuel, regardless of what you think, cause I'm not like the hugest like Hamilton fan by any means. Um, I like in the heights yeah, better. Yeah, me neither. I thought, you know, um, I was like, this is totally like, I get why it was popular. Um, yeah. I think that it did a lot of cool shit, but it's like, I don't own the soundtrack or whatever. Either. You know, I watched it. But tick, tick, boom. I'm sorry. Like I, I've listened to it outside. I, I just think it's a well-crafted musical movie. I think everything works in it and it's beautiful. I think Andrew Garfield makes that movie work so much sure. too. He's just like. So charismatic and compelling in that movie. I'm, I, you know, I, I like, I just buy him as this character. I think he's like probably genuinely a sweet person. Or if he's not, then he's sure tricking me with his acting. <laughs> yeah, well, you know? if he tricked us, then great because yeah. he tricked us well. I mean, he in is... this and Spider Man, I think he's just like a cutie. I think I he's agree. just so like seems just so sweet and made the movie work a lot. You know, it's like. I guess for like musicals, you got to have a high threshold for that kind of stuff. Just like went to performing arts, like high school and college. <laughs> like she like is into this kind of thing. She like saw In the Heights in person, at, like as a play in Hell college. Yeah. Like she's into it. And uh, I like feel like I'm getting more into musicals just like. I except with the exception really of like West Side Story, we grew up watching West Side Story for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> we like weren't into musicals really. Otherwise, I guess I mean, maybe that's a lie. I don't know. I guess you know, Sound of Music and shit like that we watched. But whatever. It's like the earnestness and like sincerity that musicals in that area have. Like I don't think every actor could have pulled off this part. Like the level of like of earnestness that you need to to do this because it's like a lot it's like a lot uh i i'm with you I yeah you. I, but I, it was good i, I even it. you know i yeah i thought it was really cool that being said moving on to our our, our next in uh segment in this teaser episode that's already running quite long <laughs> yeah um while we were wearing hiatus hiatus <laughs> <laughs> Said that real goofy. Well, we were, <laughs> let's try that. A couple of things happened that sort of are making me wonder if there will ever be a Hellboy musical because I call this <laughs> segment Right Hand of IP. <laughs> uh, in the segment of Right Hand of IP, we just, we'll just discuss anything that has to do with the expansion of Hellboy into other mediums. The big thing that, that came is that Dark Horse was acquired by another company called Embracer, which is like a Swedish video game company. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty much 
They were acquired specifically so they could use the property and the IP of Dark Horse to create other things. I'm not sure if that it means video games because they are like a video game company. Yeah, but it could be. So we might get a Hellboy uh, video game coming, another video game possible, or other Dark Horse. We don't know. They haven't really spoken to what they'll create. Yeah, but but we know they've been acquired. Dark Horse musical. Yeah, let's do a musical. A rock musical. That's what I'm saying. Let's do Hellboy. I mean, if you watch Hawkeye, like me, they do a Rogers musical, and it's great, and they show you the whole the whole piece at the end of Hawkeye, spoiler, <laughs> and uh, they did a great job of that, and it stars someone from Rent, you know? So my wife loved it. And <laughs> did you recognize all of the all the people in that diner scene? Oh, you're talking tick, about tick, now Tick, Tick, Boom? No, I yeah, did not. Yeah. I, had a, I recognized maybe one or two or three. One of the women from Hamilton, or two yes. of the women were from Hamilton. I recognized the one because she was on The Code, the TV show that I was working on <laughs> that <laughs> didn't get past season one. But <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's the chick from The Code. So, oh, yeah, she's the from Hamilton. And then I was like, all of these people must be like la-di-da Broadway people that I just don't no yeah i i know some of them it's the what's her name uh, dd whatever her name new earth or whatever her name is from <laughs> that played the wife know. of fraser on cheers um that's like a big thing she's known for outside of broadway oh i didn't know that yeah i didn't the know guy from cabaret i can't think i yeah beth knows all of them pretty much yeah and i'll I was, to just google it yeah because yeah. i was like i'm sure all these people are like legendary people from broadway but i just don't know them but yeah so hopefully we'll get a hellboy musical as well because you know <laughs> dark horse well this is Moaning, what's interesting Moaning. is back on like two months ago so this probably was in now november mm-hmm. but there was a brief snippet from millennium media the president um jeffrey greenstein who's the of course, the company that made our 2019 movie that was a disappointment, he had to say this. He said, our focus has always been on feature film. We do have a slate of TV that we're developing, but my plan is to focus on our IP within the TV space and build out Has Fallen TV, Rambo TV, Expendables TV. We're playing around with Hellboy TV. So there are lots of opportunities, but I really want to launch something IP driven first before we start developing original content. I mean, I would love a Hellboy TV show. I I would too, and I just but I just hope it gets in the right hands because For sure. because I love Jupiter's Legacy, and I thought they did a terrible job, and I think that's why it deserved to get canceled in one yeah. season because I love the source material. I would hope that they're smart enough to maybe. I think we've already talked about this in great detail, but I hope they would do a BPRD TV show and then maybe bring in sick. Hellboy, like yeah. have a backdoor entry for Hellboy. Yeah. Because I think Hellboy, I just need space. I need space from that 2019. Yeah. I don't need that. I don't want that iteration to come back. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean iteration more so the writing, not – I still – I think David Harbour was a good choice. I just think he got handed shit material. <laughs> yeah, just like a weird script and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I, or like I would love a BPRD show that had like the leads were like Abe and Liz – and yeah. Kate Cordigan and Devin. Like, I wish that's would be, and then maybe you bring in, um, uh, oh my gosh, Jaguar Man. Uh, oh, Daimyo. Yeah. Daimyo. Yeah. Like, yeah. one, you could have a diverse cast that way. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, you could change up a lot of things. I, I just hope it gets, I mean, I, I'm with you, Kate. I want it to be, I just hope it gets into the right hands. Yeah. And a TV show makes it for TV. 
So it feels like a real TV, like a TV. Because uh, I don't know. Are you keeping up with Marvel? Did you watch Hawkeye? I watched like the first four. I have. I'm not like caught up. I loved Hawkeye. I thought it was the first time I felt like I was watching a TV show in the Marvel universe. It wasn't yeah. just like a cut up movie. A long movie. Yeah. yeah. yeah I and that's I really I huge fan of it. So. But I don't know. I mean, I, I hope I hope we get it and it's good is all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Let's dream. Great. Well, we have one final segment in this teaser episode, <laughs> but I think this is really, I mean, I got to, I, you know, this is a teaser you episode. Did. This, this is, is really what you're going to get. This is everything <laughs> we missed over like months. This is a segment that we do occasionally called Mormon Yola. These are things that are coming from him um, that aren't in the Hellboy universe, which is really exciting. Um, on March 2nd, he has a new series coming out called Radio Spaceman. This looks so cool. The cover. <laughs> I love the cover of this. Yeah, the cover looks super awesome. Yeah. And it just looks so in his wheelhouse of weird cosmo cosmic stuff that's just Yeah. <laughs> it looks odd and I love it. It's I mean, like antique and futuristic at the same time. It's like very cool. Yes. Yeah. Um this is what it, the description it says. I'm pulling this from Multiversity um comics. Um, Mark Tweedell writes about this, and this is from his um, um, his solic- March 2022 20, solicitations, because this does come out on March 2nd this year. It says, when a ship crashes and lands on a mysterious planet and some of the surviving crew go, crew go missing, the mysterious mechanical hero Radio Spaceman is called to investigate. But the planet hides much more than the missing crew. And Radio Spaceman may be stumbling into more than he even he can handle. <laughs> and it's just based on Mignola's viral pencil, pencil sketches. Like he just was doodling awesome. and sketching a Radio Spaceman. And now he has, a, <laughs> he has this coming up. And it's going to be colors by Dave Stewart, which is awesome. Yeah. And it looks like. Um, looks see, great. Greg Hinkle is doing the interior art as well, it looks like, or featuring some of his art. I'm not sure cool. if that means he'll be doing all of it, but very f- fucking cool. Um, and right here, Mike Tweedell just calls out that, like, that what it's inspired is exactly this pages from the quarantine sketchbook 170 to 176. Also, a page that looks like 56. So that's exciting. Check that out, everybody. Yeah. Put that in your holes from yeah. March 2nd. And then we have, this is something that we will eventually cover on the, on the podcast. We just have not gotten to it yet. Is they're doing a 20th anniversary release of a hardback um, version of the amazing Screwhead and other, um, I believe it's called Other Odd Curiosities. Let me make sure. Other Curious ob- Objects. Sorry. It looks awesome. Yeah. I've yet, weirdly, I've not read this. I haven't watched it. Yeah, me the, neither. There's an animated version of it. I have not yeah. watched it. So it's definitely, it will be on our docket, I think, to cover in the in the future of the podcast. Oh, yeah, totally. But this is definitely something, especially for all you uh, Mignola heads, to definitely make sure you get. I believe it's coming out on July 5th. You can pre-order it online. If Google it, The Amazing Screw. Drawn Head 20th Anniversary Hardback. Oh, yeah. I have a notification on here. I don't really know anything about it other than apparently there were NFTs that were coming out during the holidays that were yeah. fakes that Mignola had to like <laughs> post and be warn people of. <laughs> I feel like this isn't authorized by me or Dark Horse, basically. It's so funny. NFTs. I still don't understand them and I hope I never do. <laughs> I think I have like a vague understanding. It, it's just... 
the a lot of the artists I follow are against them. Like I think they were originally sold as like a way for artists to make money, but really they're just like used as data in blockchain, like my mi- like mining crypto and shit. Weird. So it kind of doesn't matter what the image is. Like it doesn't fucking matter at all. And yeah, it's kind of just like feels slimy. Yeah, it does feel uh, slimy. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. Don't buy Hellboy NFTs, I guess. Yeah, just go to a con and get him to make original art for you and sign it. There yeah, you go. get some or- fungible art. <laughs> uh, well, that is our final segment. It is now time to really wrap up this teaser episode <laughs> for yeah. season six. Before we get out of here, I just want to say you can follow us on Instagram at ah crap a Hellboy podcast. I do want to let you know we no longer have a Twitter. I just made the choice in order to make our lives easier. We have the outlet here, um, of course, on the pod to share our thoughts about what we're reading, as well as. We'll have our outlet on Instagram at Aw Crap a Hellboy Podcast. As well as again, you can email us at Aw Crap a Hellboy Podcast at gmail.com. And please yeah. subscribe, rate, and review. And I want to give you a big old reminder that if you give us a boom review, that means it's a five-star review. That's and your review starts with the word boom, B-O-O-M. We'll read your review right here on the show and give you a big old shout out. I don't know if Spotify lets you do reviews now. I think you could rate. But you can t- like rate a, a, like a star rating or whatever. Right. But yeah. As soon as they allow you to review, the boom reviews will go beyond Apple Podcasts and onto there. If your format does, wherever you listen, gives has the ability to leave a review, let us know. Email us. Send us a link to that format. Because... And we'll read you, that thing. We'll read it. Give us a boom review. That just means five <laughs> stars, five stars, you know, or the maximum. I don't know what the star system is on your format. <laughs> if it's 20 stars, you got to give us 20 stars and a boom. Yeah. But we'd love to read your boom reviews right here on the show. That being said, next episode, just immediately to kick off our season six, um, we're going to be covering BPRD's King of Fear issues one and two on our first episode of season six, which kicks off on February 16th. Woo! So mark your calendars February 16th and subscribe. We can't wait to get into this the world of Hellboy more with you. Yeah. Um, and hear your thoughts along with ours. We're very excited. Um, thank you all out there for listening. We're very happy to be back. Um, we're happy to have you all back with us. And we'll see you next episode. And remember, we love you. Aw, we love you, little guys. (laughs) Screw it, screw it. Comics. Do you like comic books? Do you like brothers? Do you like brothers talking about comic books? Then this is the podcast for you. Screw it. We're just going to talk about comics. Will Hines and Kevin Hines, performers from the Upright Citizen Brigade Theater and actual brothers, talk about actual comic books they love, like Spider-Man, The Fantastic Four, and many more. If you prefer your podcast to be about fictional people talking about fictional books, this isn't it. But otherwise... Screw it. We're just going to talk about comics from Campfire Media. Campfire.